0: Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the LA Survival Guide podcast. We took a week off last week and relaxed. I'm Tony, one of your hosts, and with me in the studio today is Alex. What's up, Alex? Hey,
1: Tony. So this week we have both of our regular hosts on a Skype call. This is Andre and Jay. How are you doing, guys? Doing good.
2: Good. We're doing well. Today, we're really lucky to have back with us our friend JP. How's it going, JP?
3: Hey, guys. Doing well. Just trying to uh, stay cool uh, in these hot, hot temperatures of uh, LA right now, and also staying safe uh, during the uh, COVID-19. So yeah, doing all right.
0: Yes, sir. We definitely appreciate you coming back um, and checking in with us. But before we get into that, let's uh let's see what we have as far as updates go. I know we didn't update you guys last week, but yada, yada, yada. Everybody's still required to wear a mask inside businesses. I'm still having trouble getting my mask shipped to me. Amazon is on one right now and has not shipped my mask to me, along with some of the other things that i I quarantine bought. Um, that got delayed because they were not essential items but whatever that's neither here nor there
2: wait is that phrase now quarantine bought because I've definitely quarantine bought a couple things
0: I mean why why wouldn't it be yeah I'm using it I know a lot of people that are just on their computers
1: buying a whole lot of stuff so quarantine buys we gotta come up with a catchier phrase like usually an alliteration works pretty well I'll think of it while we're recording and if it comes to me I'll just interject in the middle of something else it'll make no sense but you'll understand and you can edit a little chime when you do that because i discovered that thing okay (laughs) that's great that's great i like it
4: we uh trying to restrain my wife from making too many quarantine purchases (laughs) how's that going (laughs) that's going okay she's uh not bought too many things (laughs) i'm actually
0: really surprised that you guys do not have uh an animal in the form of a, a canine um that maybe you kind of gave in and let her purchase, adopt.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we—it's not for lack of trying, to be honest. We were trying to foster a dog, like uh, apparently everyone else in LA right now. And uh, as first-time animal, you know, would-be parents, we are not high on the list, so we have not gotten any calls back. Ooh, wow! So is animal adoption in LA
2: as much of a thing as like child adoption because it sounds pretty involved i think
0: that since uh, think this virus thing started the amount of people who have been fostering animals cats and dogs in particular has uh gone up a lot right yeah Jay? i've
3: been hearing that kennels kennels all over have just been uh wiped clean which i guess one of the few positives that's kind of come out during this COVID 19 outbreak uh, is that all of these animals are suddenly finding homes so i guess again one thing to uh to look on the bright side of,
0: nice. Oh, another bright side. So, Mayor Eric Garcetti this week has made an announcement via his Instagram live uh, streams that he does usually daily that we are we as in Angelinos are on the backside of the curve that um, I guess everybody was so fearful about spiking um, early on when this whole pandemic started in the US. With that, a lot of other states are starting to reopen and take chances, Las Vegas is also on one and the mayor is just like, I want our casinos open and that's been a thing lately in the news. But Mayor Garcetti is, is basically saying, we're not doing that, they are thinking and planning ahead of what reopening LA would actually look like. Um, we have not heard what those steps to that plan are. I guess as of right now, the emergency stay at home, safer at home order, all of that is still up until the 15th of May. So I think once it get closer to the, the 15th of May, they'll kind of reevaluate and see whether or not we're in a place where they can start reopening and, and lifting certain bans and certain things. But I think the face mask thing is definitely here to stay for quite some time after uh, the emergency order is
1: lifted. This is the best I've got so far. I'm not finding anything really great. Quarantine acquirement. <laughs> like the things that you acquire during quarantine. It's, no, no. it's not it's not you. the best, but... Uh, a quarenquirement?
3: Quarenquirement. Oh, qu- that's the best I got. I, I just prefer the the quarantinis. I like quarantinis, which is just a martini, <laughs> and you put a little emergency in there. Simple. Gets you, gets you drunk, keeps you safe. That's all you need. Um, well, I, I actually had one question, Tony, that you brought up, and this is something I've been thinking about myself. What is more detrimental to our state? Is it the, the economy not bouncing back, or is it the people continuing to get sick? Which outweighs the other when it comes to reopening a state, getting businesses going again, sending people back to work uh, at the risk of continuing to spread COVID-19?
0: There is a reason that I do not run for public office. I am not qualified, I feel, to answer that question or questions like that. (laughs) Um, That's a really tough question um, because on one hand, I want to say you want to value human life over... Businesses and the economy, right. but you do. We do need the economy to be in a, a healthy, good place for human life to
1: continue thriving. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? There's kind of a catch twenty two, right? Because there's um, one feeds the other. Like right? business is doing well, also pays people's bills, especially for people who own businesses and depend on customers to shop at those businesses. Those customers aren't really able to. For good reason, they're not able to go and shop at those businesses, and they have to be closed. So one thing kind of influences the other. So it's not so much that being concerned with the economy is a disregard for human life, because there is a connection there. But I I totally understand where you're coming from.
4: I think this is this presents a real Sophie's choice for me because on one side, you're really endangering the people who are sensitive groups—people with diabetes, people who are old. You know, people who have asthma, that kind of thing. But on the other hand, I believe without any statistical background that if we continue to to let our economy just tank, I mean, people are going to be dying on, and because of different causes. I think mm-hmm. there'll probably be higher rates of suicide, higher rates of drug abuse. In a down economy, I think it is, it is known that these kinds of incidences of despair tend to increase. It's a tough choice for me because I, I understand that, you know, keeping everything closed to make sure that we're uh, safe and we're protect, protecting the people or are sensitive groups. It's the devil that we can see, whereas the one that we can't see is all the effects that are due to a, a economy tanking.
3: I think I kind of am with what Tony had said at the beginning and a little bit of Andre as well. Like I know that I'm not a professional by any means. I know that I can't speak uh, as a public official or even as a medical uh, professional, someone on the front line who's helping with this kind of stuff. But I know from my own personal experience within the sphere of influence that I have, if I got sick and then my wife were to get sick... I feel like me going back to work is the lesser of those two. Like, yes, it's important, of course, for the economy. I think what Jay said is important, but I almost think that from the health side of things, that's more what I have control over right now. You know, finances, yeah, we're going to cut back. Yeah, we're going to stop maybe purchasing as much online, do our grocery shopping, you know, keep some money going, some stimulus back into the economy. But I'd much rather make um, recessions when it comes to. Being a little bit more strict about our budget, and then just let the work come later. But again, this is just from my own personal side of things. Uh, I don't know if, on the long term, that does do more hurt perhaps than help. So JP, I definitely agree with you, and I can and I consider what Jay was
2: saying earlier because not working does have a public health consequence, you know, on people in cities, especially people for whom. Healthcare is not a given, or perhaps people for whom their health is a problem. Having said that, I think being in sort of a quarantined pandemic that we are really sheds a light on the real consequences of economic inequality in our city. Just by the fact that even though we're all in this at the same time, having to do the same things. It's been very, very clear, at least from my end around the city, that all of us are having to handle it differently. Some of us can work from home remotely, no problem. Some of us have gotten laid off. A lot of our friends who work in service industry jobs simply can't work because you know their work requires them interacting with the people, they can't do it. Right. You know, there are definitely people in our community who have who have kids. Or who have unclear immigrant status, who aren't going to get a stimulus check, who have, you know, people to care for with the money that they get. There are a lot of people who have enough money where they can just sort of sit back and weather it. And as time goes on, you sort of see how everyone's getting squeezed tighter and you're seeing how being rich or being or has a serious effect on how you can handle curveballs like this.
1: Speaking of time, Tony, do you actually have a marker on how many weeks we've been in quarantine since the... Actually, what was it? Uh, March 15th? March 13th was when
0: the order was officially... It was announced and people started working from home the following week. This is the end of week six. We're going into week seven. Mm -hmm. Last week, I guess, would have been week five. We celebrated Jay's birthday, which was the week after Andre's birthday, and then... Yeah, it was nice to kind of unwind, relax for um, week five, week six, kind of getting back into the swing of things here. Uh, Now that we're officially past like the first month, I feel like I have a handle on this. How do you guys feel about the rhythms that you guys have gotten into since this all
1: started in that first initial adjustment period? Well, I'm quite comfortable working from home, and it's half of what I do anyway. So honestly, there wasn't that much of an adjustment period for me. The main part of the adjustment period was the grocery store thing when things were just going out of stock and they were limiting the amount of items that people could buy. And now to where you have to have a mask if you want to be inside. Other than that, I think it's been going pretty well for me, but I acknowledge that it's not going to be like that for everybody, but there weren't that many things that changed. On well,
0: my also end. for you, you do recreational tennis and you'd like to spend time outside. Yeah. So that hasn't been a thing. How have you been dealing with that?
1: Right. So that is one thing that I was, I was pretty bummed about because I feel like it's a social distancing friendly sport. You stand pretty far away from each other, but I understand the reasons and the closures and the locking of the gates at the parks. So, for the time being, I'm just trying to get into healthy rhythms like just doing some calisthenics in the morning, nothing crazy but just something to keep in my schedule every day that's totally manageable that's not like I'm not really like pushing myself to the max just something to have as part of my routine that's something active.
2: I know what you mean about keeping a routine i I do something similar in that every single day no matter what i'll make sure to like make my bed clean my room and get dressed i'll put shoes on but i'll get dressed as though i'm going somewhere even though most days i never leave the house yeah but it's just sort of this ritual that grounds me in like okay i can i can get something done today because i've already done something and it sort of signals that today is not for just screwing around because i'm dressed and like i have things to do and i want to do them
3: yeah. It's the same way, Andre, they say about paying off debt. You always look kind of at the biggest debt first and think that's the one I should be paying off. And granted, the truth is you should be paying off the one with the highest interest, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But the idea of paying off also the smallest debt in regards to because as soon as that's paid off, it starts to snowball. The effect and the mental gymnastics you start to do to say, okay, I did it. I paid off this debt. I'm now debt-free in a small way, and now that moves on to the next, moves on to the next, and it helps really get you out of that slump. Um, And yeah, the rhythm, the whole idea of getting out of bed in the morning. Guys, I'll be honest. Today, Great day! I saw some friends online. We uh, played some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, my wife and I are going for a walk later today. Um, I like to try to go for a run every morning, but I'll be honest. Yesterday, rough. I couldn't get out of bed, and all day was just me. Just I kept laying down, like sometimes in the middle of the floor, and I had zero motivation to go anywhere, to do anything, to accomplish anything, and um, it was hard. I've I've never felt like that before. I don't think I'm someone who struggles a lot with, I don't even want to call it depression because I don't know if that's what it is. But man, when you feel so defeated and you just feel the sense of like overwhelming dread, that was me. And I'm I'm recognizing how important it really is to get out of bed at a good time. My wife is working from home right now, which is wonderful, but it's not something that I can do, at least not for the industry I'm a part of and so it looks like applying for new jobs which I've tried for or as of right now I'm, I'm able to collect unemployment which is such a huge blessing. But I also know that a lot of people don't qualify or aren't able to get eligibility for something like that. If you guys have done that process before it is complicated. They do not make applying for unemployment easy uh, and you really have to kind of have a pretty good understanding of. How to look at and go through all of your finances for almost two years in the past and be able to itemize it all. It can be tough.
2: I certainly know how you feel, JP, about having a routine or you, even if it's arbitrary, you know, but like creating a routine for yourself and being able to build your day around that. To be honest with you guys, like I had a really, really hard time just day to day for a long time before the pandemic ever hit. You know, you guys know I graduated last year. And I've been looking for work ever since, just applying to jobs. I think I'd sent somewhere over 150 applications. I got two in-person interviews. Nothing really worked out. And, you know, it was it's really heartbreaking because you went from having a, a life, really, you know, making money, getting to be in a city, getting to have friends and, you know, living in your own place to nothing. You know, when you don't have a job or in my case, when school ends, for me, it was like the light shut out on everything. Just overnight, you know, I I suddenly found myself nowhere near my friends. I had no money, I had nothing to do during the day. I had no goals. It was just nothing every single day. One of the hardest parts was that you never really know for sure when or if it's going to end. It's just this sort of nebulous this may keep going and that made it really hard to get out of bed some days because you you adopt this attitude of I've already tried everything and everything is not working. So what is the point? You know, what what's the point in me getting up and trying to get, trying to, again today. And JP, I think I still don't have an answer for that, but definitely what helps is you do something because something I found always is better than nothing. And if you can end the day, having said I did a couple of things, it just helps you sleep with that a little bit better.
3: Sometimes I even put weird things on my to-do list that don't need to be done just so I can go done and cross <laughs> it off the list. Uh, like I think t- maybe three or four days ago, I went through and reorganized our garage. There was no need for it. The garage looked fine, but I got to cross it off the list and it made me feel good. And it's it is. It's those little victories to just say, I can do this. I can keep going. I can keep fighting i can keep making this work i think we all need that right now i think we all need that little bit of hope to uh hold on to
0: absolutely um i think one of the things that's made the rhythms of quarantine a little difficult at least this week has been the change in the weather weeks one through five five and a half uh, it's pretty much been a, a high of like 60s maybe the low 70s but this week it has the temperature has jumped up into the 70s and the 80s. I believe today the high was like 93. So on top of that, we've come up with ways in our apartment that we can like try to save on money. And one of those was energy costs, not turning on the heat or the air conditioning so we're not sucking up as much electricity, but... (laughs) Today, we're now seeing the importance of the AC, especially for our electronic devices being able to function. But also, for those of you listening, we're all looking at each other on Skype. And half of us either don't have shirts on or have tank tops because it's just so hot.
3: Yeah, it is really hot. Um we're in the same boat. Yeah, we've been trying our best to limit the amount of lights we're turning on. We're trying to my wife and I are both trying to stay in the same room no matter what we always go to the same place. I'm trying to just stay as low to the ground as possible like hey, heat rises. So clearly like the the hardwood floor has to be like the <laughs> coolest place in the house. It's been rough. Even at the beginning of all of this when the weather was nice I shouldn't say nice. I come from Chicago, and it is like 38 today in Chicago and raining. And though that might sound like torture to most people, that is like ideal weather for me. I love when it's cold. I love when it's rainy. And uh, that's what we had probably for the first maybe week or two of all of this quarantine. And now for it to be up in the 90s, mid-90s, and then at night, you're just sticky. And uh, I try my best to uh, keep proper windows open and blinds open at the right time to help with sun coming in at certain parts of the day and then closing on other parts of the day. <laughs> it's a science. You have to. It's the only way. Absolutely. On that
4: note, actually, beating the heat, our uh, our bedroom is where we do most of our work just because it has the most light, which is kind of a double-edged sword because it's up on our top floor, which is by far the hottest floor Sometimes oh. like 10 degrees more, if not more than that, than the bottom floor. Oh. And we actually, we have one of those tents, you know, one of those, uh, I don't know, what, what do you call those things? You call them like yeah. a, a 10 by pop-up. Oh, pop-up. Yeah.
3: 10 foot. Yeah pop-up.
4: Yeah. yeah. pop-up tent. We have one of those pop-up tents. We ended up actually just putting that on our, our patio to actually block the sun so that it doesn't get as hot in here. It cool. has actually been excellent. It's been great. It is
3: cut like the probably five degrees off the heat in here. Can can I share with you guys my dad who is now in his mid to late 60s is one of those gentlemen who will go around an entire house every season putting up the plastic on the windows and then re-insulating the doors and then you know he just he goes through all of these almost exhaustive steps to in my mind save a few pennies here and there on a heating bill or an electric bill and I'll be honest I am only 31 and I suddenly go yeah, I get it. That's that's gonna be me very soon. Like, I'm gonna be that guy going around, you know, thinking like, "What? What's the thermostat at? 68? Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. Get it off. We don't need that." Like, I can already feel it that that dad uh, instinct kicking in, and uh, I don't know. I have a long way to go to to be a dad.
2: You know, JP, I actually had a really interesting conversation with an architect not too long ago. He was. Just giving me some mentorship or advice on on my career and me being a nerd, we started talking about thermal properties of architecture in Southern California and warm climates. And he was telling me how he was a specialist in building new buildings for community colleges throughout California. And he said that he took a lot of inspiration with Native Americans and like traditional Mexican architecture and like the type of layouts they would have and Like materials they used. He said they used smaller windows because it would let in less light throughout the day, but you could still open them and get a breeze going through. And he also said that he likes to use bricks or clay because they keep out a lot of heat much better and much more efficiently than like stucco and drywall and how most of our buildings are now. Yeah. And then the cheap stuff that we use. (laughs) Yeah. And then at night, you know, concrete gets can get warmed by the sun so it acts kind of like a flywheel and that when it gets cold the concrete's still radiating heat on the inside so you need less to keep it warm when it's cold and less to keep it cool when it's hot
4: okay i have to share on this topic one of my favorite things i've learned in the last couple years so i learned about this ancient iranian building it kept uh water so cool you can have frozen treats in the summertime just by the virtue of how they built this building. What? So yeah, it's insane. You've got to look it up. It's called the yakchal And the way it's essentially just a, a closed dome, uh, like a, kind of like a, a cone building made of clay and stuff like that, Um, uh, with a tiny hole at the top, uh, where it lets out heat and using that in connection with like these towers that funnel the wind, and built on top of a like a creek or something like that. It actually will freeze the water in the wintertime, and it'll remain cold enough that they have ice all the way into the summertime, the, the hot hot summertime in and ancient Persia. That's amazing.
0: You know, That one, sounds incredible. One thing that I have not quite understood like coming from the south our subdivision, there were a lot of houses being developed and built while when we first moved there. Uh, so my brother and friends and I, we would go play in these houses and we kind of learn how they constructed houses from this. They would lay down concrete for the foundation that was surrounded by brick uh, and cement or whatever. But the biggest difference between houses back home and houses here, I have noticed that they, they build with a lot of plywood and two by fours, but they and stucco. There are so many buildings that are stucco, but they don't use insulation. Uh, whereas all the homes back where I'm from, all the outer walls, at least, and some of the interior walls and the the roof for the like the attic and all that stuff, just tons and tons of fiberglass or whatever kind of insulation material, so that you can not only keep the heat and the the cold air out, but you keep a lot of that inside. All your seals around your doors. Or granted, we don't have earthquakes where I'm from, but uh, they're they're properly sealed. Whereas I'm like I'm looking at our front door right now, and I can definitely see light coming in. I can feel a breeze coming up underneath all of the doors in our apartment, and it just it strikes me as just odd to not have that, or that people would cut corners with that, knowing how hot it gets here.
3: I mean, I, the only thing I can point to is the fact that there is one company that is all about the building and the cost and the cost associated. And then a different company comes in, and they're the ones that are in charge of, well, if it's insulated or not is less important. That's someone else's problem. And I think you just see this continual influx. I mean, I can, I guess, only kind of speak for LA. I, I think. People just wanted houses more than anything else. And so the work that goes into creating a, a fundamental uh, strong foundation is just not there. You're not going to see the extra work that goes into properly insulating a house uh, because for them, they're like, whatever, it's cheap, it's fast, I can put them up quickly, and then I can start profiting from that. It doesn't matter. People are going to buy the house, or in this case, apartment, faster than than we can even build them. I think uh,
4: one thing to point out is kind of along what GP said, which is that a lot of the housing in Los Angeles was built a long time ago. They probably knew about installation techniques and that kind of thing. But I think ultimately the cost of creating housing here, because land prices are so high, they probably did favor cutting costs in that kind of way.
0: Man. Oh, also, speaking of foundations and houses and cracks and stuff, part of that is probably earthquakes. Did you guys feel that earthquake a couple of days ago?
3: In the uh, middle of the night, right? Like At 9.30 or like 10 o'clock? 12.05. 12.05? Afternoon or night? Night. Yeah, I did feel that, I think. Marley and I were both <laughs> up, and we felt it. <laughs> I, if you said afternoon, I'd be like, no, we did not feel that. <laughs> that, was probably the,
1: that was probably the first earthquake that I've actually felt out here. Mm. All the other ones people tell me about, I'm like, wait, what? What happened? There was an earthquake, but this one I actually felt. Yeah, actually, I don't think that
0: I've experienced many earthquakes since I've known that you've been here. I've experienced maybe three or four since I've moved here. And that was one of the, the I guess, the smaller ones. We were closer to the epicenter, but it felt like as I was going to sleep, somebody was shaking like on the bottom of my bed and shaking the bed. I was about to be really annoyed, like, who's in my room? Why are you shaking my bed? And then I realized, oh, no, that's an earthquake. Wait, my TV's still on the wall? We're good. Okay.
3: <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Jay, I think you and your wife were both over at my house one night and we did dinner and we experienced uh, an earthquake. Am I making that yeah, up? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. When I was that? It. Uh, It was some game night. We were cooking on the grill, something like that. And all of a sudden, we all just kind of stood there for a moment and went, I guess we're okay. And then we just went on business as usual. (laughs) Have
2: you ever experienced an earthquake alongside a non-Californian?
0: Oh, you mean uh, with people who have not... Yeah, with people
2: who have not before experienced earthquakes because they feel... Like it's Armageddon. No, <laughs> that's
1: that's 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 okay, a stretch. Not so all of us do, but... I'm not a Californian, and I have felt an earthquake on the East Coast. It's actually a strange thing because the plates are not as broken up on the East Coast. So earthquakes, like in Virginia, can be felt up and down the entire coast sometimes. Yeah. Everything's connected. So there was like a, a seven point something several years ago, and uh, we definitely felt it. I don't think things fell over or anything, but... It was like, that was definitely an earthquake, and that was very unusual for New Jersey. So I felt one before. But um, no, that one last week, that wasn't Armageddon for me. That was like, oh, okay, so that's what it feels like. And I could see some things in my room shaking a little bit. But other than that, it was uh, pretty tame. Nice little reminder that,
0: hey, we live in the center of like all these changing faults, shifting faults. Yeah. <clears throat> Those, yeah.
3: those tect- tectonic plates, is that right?
0: Yes, yep. moving, tectonic, shifting. You, nobody can see what my hands are doing. Anyway, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, with that, JP, thank you again for coming. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I'm sure we will have you on again once we get back into a, a regular rhythm of recording normal episodes, regular episodes. Tell your wife we appreciate her for giving us, lending you to us.
3: Of course, I uh, I appreciate that, guys. I love being here, love having a chance to chat with you all. Um, yeah, I'm sure that she probably even enjoyed the hour or so uh, away from me. <laughs> Let's be honest; we all need a little <laughs> bit of space during these times. And uh, and I just hope once uh, things calm back down, we can all start meeting in person. I, I still plan to not be very dressed, so I'm still going to be coming probably shirtless <laughs> oh. uh, in my underwear, if that's okay with everyone. Okay. This is just more comfortable. <laughs> I can talk to you like this.
0: Underwear is the is the
3: minimum requirement <laughs> and <laughs> socks i always say underwear and socks are the two important things you got to have you got a hole in the bottom <laughs> <laughs> i gotta throw them away that's my rule if, I, if there's a hole in it these are going in the garbage oh, right man. After jay should follow
2: that
4: rule you should tell him that
3: <laughs> you know what? i got holy socks i got holy
4: underwear man
1: thank, thank goodness you're they still work a real it's saint. All good
4: for me man it's all yeah
3: he's off the market
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she accepts him as is holes and all I love Uh, it. Andre, Jay, thank you guys. Also, uh, I know you guys got things to do. Uh, Appreciate you spending your time with us today. Always good to check in with you guys.
4: Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Alex. Thanks, guys.
1: Good night. Yep. Good night. (whistles)